Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Okay, John, it's so nice to finally meet you and it was, I don't know, maybe the network or something. I was trying to find the meeting but I couldn't see it. Thank God we're here now. So let's start with your information, John. Talk to me and try to introduce yourself, okay? The name, the bio, important things that we've got to know about you. All right. Yeah, um, I'm a uh, director of fitness at a golf course here in Washington State. And uh, prior to that, I was a PE teacher and football coach. Um, I have a master's degree from uh, Ohio University in physical education. Um, and I'm pursuing a master's of theology um, from Faith Seminary here in Tacoma. Um, and let's see what else about that. And I've served in the United States Marine Corps um, for four and a half years during Desert Storm. So, and then I just finished uh, a year ago. I published uh, my book, Broken and Redeemed, um, and uh, was, and it's been out uh, in bookstores since uh, August of last year. That's so. That's so. I I came across your book also. So let's get to it. I'm going to be asking you some certain questions, all right? I hope you're mm-hmm. ready. Okay. So let's start with how did you how did you find freedom? How did you find freedom? Yeah. Well, it, it took it took a little while um, because my childhood was was a traumatic childhood. Um, I spent ten years working with a counselor and then my spiritual mentor, um, both of them, and yeah. through through their guidance and then just developing a daily prayer plan and reading plan um i was able to grow closer to god and then give up basically complete control and that's when the freedom really came is because most of my life i tried to control everything and uh once i you know said i look i can't do this you got to take over and and i and i just sat back and let God's will take over. Um, you know, things started happening in my life. I started to see things through a different set of eyes. Um, and then the true part of it was, uh, you know, just becoming humble and vulnerable. So I could, so I could do a self-examination of see, to see where in my past, you know, what sins I committed, what I needed to forgive myself for, forgive other people for, and then ask to ask for forgiveness. And that's the toughest part I think of a, of the Christian walk is that self-examination. Um, because you have it, to really do that, you know, David said in the Psalms, yeah. God search my heart for whatever's not of you and, and show me what it is. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's where the freedom comes from is because when you can do that, um, it relieves all the shame, the guilt, you know, anything you're carrying. So that's, that's, that's true. Okay. So I love the way you answer that question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's get on with the second one. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one, I am um, so eager to hear answers from you. Okay. So he says, 
to those people that were affected by your past actions and say if what he says is true why didn't he think about how his actions were affected how his actions affected others then instead of 15 to 20 years later you get that well yeah the easiest answer i can give for that is is because i wasn't looking through the right eyes i didn't have i didn't have the softened heart mm. um i i had pride i had ego um mm. and so i was looking at the world through a different lens mm. and and now to see what god has done for me and mm. and to see the world through his eyes is mm. is a different you know uh that was you know i'm a different person um and you know i'm not going to say that the other person doesn't show up from time to time because we all still fall um but i i know the signs i can see the signs and so it helps me sin less um but that's the that's the best way i can answer it is is i'm not the same person i was um you know through through god's grace yeah, 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 um he's yeah. he's softened my heart and he's he's allowed me to see the world through different eyes and so i treat people differently now and and you know the 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 only thing i can say to the people that of my past is you know i hope they forgive me um and, and because it it you know the results of my trauma and what i carried with me built that pride and that ego so far that i didn't let people in and it was all about what i wanted to do and you know that hurt a lot of people and and you know so um that's the part of the self examination that's the roughest part of christianity it's the messy part of christianity yeah 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 i mean one of my one of my favorite authors yeah aj swoboda aj swoboda said that your life gets messier after you meet Jesus. Because <laughs> you have to do all the you have to do all the self-examination. So Exactly. So, yeah. so correct. Yeah. So okay, let me let me ask you a question. How did mm-hmm. Jesus get involved? How were you able to come in contact or how did you uh, get to know Christ and everything changed it? You start to see Well, we didn't God's lens, yeah. Yeah, I didn't grow up in a Christian house. Um you know, I didn't know really know anything about God or Christianity or church okay. when I was growing up it wasn't until I um you know the first seed was probably planted when I was in boot camp in the Marine Corps um because mm-hmm. the drone instructor said we could go to church to have an hour of freedom of the drone instructors and so mm-hmm. I said I'm going um and so that's probably where the seed was planted and then it was just over the over the years yeah um I started working you know as a coach I started working with the fellowship ship of Christian athletes mm-hmm. um so my faith started to grow a little bit um but it wasn't until I started my work with Scotty Kessler who's my mm-hmm. spiritual mentor um and and working through his you know with his guidance and growing my faith through you know reading plans that he developed for me prayer plans that he developed for me um that's that's where the work really started and I started to see you know the the grace of god in my wow. life and you know I could look back on my life even though I wasn't a christian and I could yeah. see where god's hands were in my life as I was growing up even though I wasn't a christian so um but it wasn't until I met Scotty is when I really started to deepen my faith and then you know I I wanted to go deeper into the word and that's why I enrolled in seminary because I wanted to kind of as I told Scotty I wanted to get behind the words and and go I study it more so and and it was just a personal quest you know I had no desire to to get a divinity degree or anything like that it was just for my own knowledge of the word so it's really okay so what does it mean what does the word surrender 
You get it? Surrender. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. So you, you're understanding the word surrender. To me, it's giving up everything that you, that you hold dear. I mean, and, and, you know, when I say everything, it's, it's control. You know, when I was, as I started working with Scotty, you know, yeah. I still wanted things in my time. Um, you know, and, and people would see like, you know, it's God's timing. And I'm like, no, nah, I want it in John's timing. Well, when, when I tried to do it that way, it never worked. And so, you know, I had to give up that control of that. Uh, it's it's um, surrendering to become vulnerable um, and, to, and to humble yourself and to give up your pride. That's what surrender is to me. Um, and I think it's tougher for men because we're, we're, when we grow up, we're told that we're supposed to be the strong and the, and the, you know, the, the tough yeah. and all that stuff. And so, so I think it's, it's tougher for us to become vulnerable and ask for help. Um, and, and I think that's, that's the key is the vulnerability and the, and, and getting rid of your pride and, and, and humbling yourself. That's, that's what, that's what surrender is. And, and it is a surrendering of pride because you can't have pride and have a relationship with Christ. So. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Another one that I also love is the understanding of what it means when you say you work by faith. Because I've actually had series of experiences concerning working by faith, beautiful ones actually. So now I'm so eager to hear your own, uh, how would I put it now, maybe experience of uh, what working by faith means to you. Maybe you probably even have some practical example. You understand, All right? Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, well, walking by faith to me means that you, that you're just going to trust and let God do the work. Yeah, um, yeah. And and you know, there's. I tell people like this when I when I talk about this is is, you know, you pray. You know, we have a communication with God and we pray for things. Yeah. And I'll use this as an example. So let's say I needed a job and yeah. I'm praying to God that he gives me the right job. Yeah. Well, if I sit on my couch every day and don't go look for a job, yeah. the job ain't going to happen. So there's, mm -hmm. there's, I have to do my earthly part exactly. for that prayer to happen because he's going to place me where he wants me, but I yeah. have to do the legwork on here yeah. for that yeah. to take place. And so, hmm. you know, that's, that's walking by faith is, is, yes, you're going to pray for it, but then you're also going to do the part of your part that you have to do. Mm. Um, you know, I'll give you a practical example is I, mm -hmm. I was, my business was closing down because of COVID. And so I was praying that we would get out of our lease without too much financial issues, that we'd sell all their equipment and all this other stuff. And I'm praying for, yeah. you know, what I could see yeah. that I needed help with. And then I had an investor who was one of my initial investors in the business. He called me and said, Hey, John, I'm going to, you don't have to pay me back your money. And it was a $10,000 loan. And he told me I didn't have to pay him back. So I wasn't even, that wasn't even on my radar. So I was praying for all this other stuff. And, and then I went, wow, okay. So I'm, I'm doing this and I'm praying for this. And God went, okay, since you're doing this, I'm going to take care of this for you. That's the way I looked at that. And, uh, you know, when you see stuff like that happen, you know, that's walking by faith. And another practical example I'll give you is this. Yeah. So I was prompted by the Holy Spirit in February of 2021 to finish my book. Okay. I'd started it in 2014, but okay. it sat on the shelf until 2021. Ooh. Holy Spirit told me yeah. through the, through the word and through reading that I needed to finish the book. Hmm. So I committed to writing for two hours a day Okay. and the book was finished in four weeks. Ooh. Okay. Then 
I talked with my spiritual mentor and he got me in touch with an editor who used to work with him in prayer ministry. Okay. She started doing the editing on my book. Halfway through that, she told me she was a scout for Morgan James Publishing. Mm-hmm. September of 2021, I was accepted by Morgan James. And then Ooh. March <laughs> March of last March of last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my first copy of the book. Ooh. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen that quick without exactly, God's intervention. Exactly. Okay. And and so the when I heard that and I obeyed what he asked me to do, yeah. all those things took place. Hmm. And you know, and then the book went into bookstores August of last year. So in in a year and a half, I went from five chapters of a book to a yeah. complete book and in the bookstores Ooh. in a year and a half. Ooh. And you know, when you see that type of stuff in oh. your life, it makes it easier to walk by faith because you've mm-hmm. seen it yeah, and, and yeah. you understand that. And I tell my friends, you know, I don't worry about anything now. I, I really don't. I just pray. If I get in a situation, I start praying. Yeah. And I don't yes. worry about the outcome right. because I know he's going to take it might take some time but he's going to take care of it yeah it might not be the way i want it to be taken care of but it's going to be the best thing for me and i and i i've seen that evidence so it makes it easier to to rest in that and i think that's hard for for young christians is because you know they don't see things for a while um because they're still fighting some of their old self um and so you know things might not happen as quickly as they want because they have that you know, and so it's yeah. it's a little tougher, and that's why I always tell young Christians you got to find a mentor, somebody who's more mature than you, and have them disciple you, have them help you, have them read the Word with you, so that they, they can answer questions. And it just, I mean, you know, Scotty and I met by the grace of God, and yeah. it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So, that's so beautiful. Okay, so another question. Okay, so can someone think they are basically a good person and only somewhat broken but still need redemption? Well, I think everybody needs redemption. Even if you, even if you, you know, because we all have, you know, what, and it says in the Bible that what's done in the darkness will bring, will come to light. Nice, yeah. And so, you know, it, because of what took place in Genesis and the fall of Adam and Eve, yeah. you know, we, we're all, we all have that sinful nature and we all need to be redeemed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, it's how much redemption do you need? How much repentance do you need? And, and, and that's determined on, you know, how you were brought up. I mean, I know people that are brought up in the church, you know, and, and, yeah. and they've, they've never, you know, they say they've never sinned. Well, it says in the Bible, if you say you've never sinned, then you're a liar. <laughs> you know, and, yeah so so you know i think it's it's a i think it's a level and and if you've lived a great moral life yes your 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 repentance and your redemption is not going to be as much as mine Mm. and i'm happy for you um and and that's that's how i would answer that question Mm, correct correct because due to the sin of um, ada the way he fell everyone automatically became sinners so yep. what you said, what you said is so so correct, so so correct. So now let's place the focus on your book now, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would want you to talk to me more about it. So what was one of the most difficult subjects to write about during your book writing, John? The most well, it was, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's easy to answer. It was it was writing about. Uh, 
the transgressions that I made and the fall and the, and the mistakes I made without opening the wounds of people who were affected by them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the toughest part because I, I, I wanted to put some of that in the book so people could see where I come from, but I didn't want to open, reopen the wounds of the people that I hurt. And so that was the toughest part of the book. And, and I think that my editor and I did a good job of that. Um, obviously, the people who, if someone were to read the book that was involved in those situations, they would understand what I'm talking about. But, you know, they wouldn't know, you know, people who weren't around that, they're not going to know who it was or yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah, the details. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, but that was the hardest part. That was the hardest part. Okay. Yeah. So, to be sincere, what prompted you to write that particular book? That's your book. What What was the deciding factor? To write the book? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, in twenty in two thousand fourteen, my counselor during a session, as we were talking about everything, she said, "John, you need to write a book." And I kind of laughed at her because you know my story's not unique. It's it, it's my story, but there's people who've been down the same path. There's people that have been down far worse paths than I have. Um, and when she told me that, I, and I shared it with a few of my friends and I shared some of my story and they're like, yeah, John, you need to write a book. And so then I've sat there and I thought, okay, I'm a kid who flunked English in high school. I have mm-hmm. dyslexia. How am I going to write a book? <laughs> and so, um, I, I sought out a young lady who was at my church and, and she was a writer for our church. And so she okay. started helping me and we outlined the book okay. and I started writing in it, but five chapters into it it just it didn't feel right and so i just put it away and and i needed to grow in my faith and my spirituality before the book could be done and that's why it took until 2021 Mm. and and you know like i told you earlier the book was finished in four weeks once i was prompted to to complete it so wow wow okay so um forgiveness forgiveness like how important is forgiveness in your work with God? Um, super important. I think it, I, I think the hardest thing for a lot of people is self-forgiveness. They have to yeah. forgive themselves Yourself. before they can yeah. for, for, forgive others. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and when you think about it, you know, God forgave us by giving his son to us oh, for, yeah. for the redemption. Okay. And if, if he can do that, then we have to forgive others. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the hardest thing I think for people who grew up or went through trauma is to forgive the people who caused the trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always tell people that forgiveness doesn't make that act go away, but it mm-hmm. takes away the shame and guilt and the, and the things that you're holding because you're giving that away and you're letting God take care of that. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't erase what happened, yeah. but it erases the captivity of what happened. What? If that makes sense. So that's how I look at forgiveness. And I think it's super important, you know, and, and we, we're going to be doing that continually. So. Okay. That's, that's true. Because, you know, even God's word told us that before we can get an answer prayer, we've got to ensure that we, ha- we are not being reproaches with anyone, forgiving anyone who offends us. So what you mm-hmm. said is so correct. All right. So. Right. Um, Mental health, mental health counseling, the benefits of mental health counseling. Talk to me. You know, mental health, it, it, I mean, it, it rescued me. Um, and it, it just, it's a, it's a place where you can go and you can be 
honest, open, and you're not going to be judged. Um, and and you're and you can talk through things. That you know the counselor is going to shed different lights on things yeah. that you might not have thought about. Yeah. Um, and and Christine did a phenomenal job. It took ten years off and on. I worked with her for ten over ten, you know, about ten years off and on. And then you know my last session with her, I walked out of her office and I felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. And and I walked back in and I said, Christine, I'm not coming back. And she goes, What do you mean? I said, I'm done. I'm free. You know, I'm not held by that stuff that happened to me. I'm not held by the shame or the guilt or the resentment or any. And and it was the one of the best days that I experienced. Other than you know when I gave my gave up control to to Christ. You know, those were two pretty highlighted days. So. I'm so I'm so happy that like now things has really changed and you start to see things from God's own lens according to your words. Yes. I'm so happy about that. I'm so glad. And that's the beauty that's the beauty of it all. When you 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 forsake all of your old ways and turn to God. Right. I'm so glad. Um, it's, it's but it's yeah, and it's going to take some time. So I, I talk yeah. about that in my book, and I and I okay. used the crucifix as an example because I think the crucifix was used in Jesus' death to to model for us that our old self is going to die slowly, and it's going to be a little bit painful because the crucifixion is a slow, painful death, and and our old self is not going to just disappear. It's going to take a little bit of time for it to go away, and and it might be a little painful. And I think that was what the the cross represents. At least to me, that's what it represents. That's so wise of you. That's so wise of you. Yeah, reality speaking, I think that's how it is because they don't die immediately. They will still stay no. at you. Yeah, death comes. Wow, yeah. I've never thought about that. And and I mean, think about it. what did Christ said on the cross. He said. Why, Father? Why have you forsaken, forsaken me? me? So yeah. he was in pain, and he was he, he was struggling with what he was doing. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times during my, you know, increase in faith walk where I've went, okay, are you still going to love me? Are you still going to get even though I've done this, this, and this? You know, don't forsake me. You know, yeah. and you know, I think I think the crucifix is a good example, and that's what we should yeah. see it as. So, fact, hey. I am learning, seriously speaking, <laughs> and I'm so sure. I'm so sure that that the audience still will pick learning from all that we've been discussing about. So, how okay, you... I, I have to ask. I have a question for you, real quick. Okay. Where are you at in this in this big wide world? Where are you located? Okay, I'm located in um, Nigeria, and that's okay. Africa, Africa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all yeah. right. So, okay, so um. Let us let me round up with this. Okay, how was your um um coaching life? How how was it like? You know, I think you said you were a coach. You co- coaching mm-hmm. for something. Yeah. So talk to me. How was it like? For how long did you coach? And I coached. I coached for. Just, yeah, I coached for 17 years at, at the high school and college level. I coached yeah. American football. Oh. Um, and oh. so, um, you know, and and. You know, there's. I don't regret um, any of the. You know, there's things that I I need. You know, I didn't do correctly. Um, but as I look back, if I would have had the the eyes that I have now, I think my coaching would have been a little different. But I don't dwell on that because it's that wasn't who I was then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did the best job I could do. So. 
So but I mean, I still had impact on, I still had impact on kids and, you know, I still stay in touch with some of my kids and, you know, it's, it's through social media, we stay in contact and, you know, I've watched them, you know, grow and grow their families and stay in contact with that's, them. So that's, uh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I know watching them grow and all of that, you're feeling so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, let's round up with this. What is the okay. most uh, important accept in developing a true relationship with God, like the most important accept in developing a true relationship with God. You get that? For me, the most important thing to develop that relationship is you have to have daily prayer and reading. Daily because prayer. you have to have, you have to talk. Yeah, you have to talk to God, like even though He knows what we're going to say. Yeah, He He yeah. knows what we're going to say. He knows our thoughts, but He yeah. still wants to hear them. Yeah. And so I think that's important. And then I think you have to have daily reading because you have to understand what His Word is saying to you. Mm-hmm. And I think the closer you grow in Christ, the Word speaks to you differently, and you start to see things in the Bible differently because you're seeing it through a different lens. Mm-hmm. And so you, when you read, I mean, I could read scripture that I read two years ago, and it speaks to me differently. Differently, and yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I love about you know, it's called the Living Word, and that's yeah. that's what it is because yeah. it's going to speak to you whatever you. Need need and and it could be the same verse i mean there's sometimes i read a verse and i was like i don't remember that you know and it speaks to you totally different and mm-hmm. and it's it's at the right time and the right place and so i think you have to have that plus yeah. you have to understand the word in order to fight off the enemy um when he attacks you because the word is our sword yeah and yeah. Jesus, you know jesus modeled that when he was in the desert because yeah. the first thing he did when satan tempted him in the desert is he quoted scripture yeah and so, you know, that that's a that's what he was modeling for us. So I think in in to quote scripture you have to you have to know scripture and, yeah. and that's where the daily reading comes in. So in fact you are such a brilliant explainer. The way you explain Well, I appreciate things. that. <laughs> I just I just speak I just this you know what God puts on my heart I try to speak and yes. it's it's you know I've talked about it a lot and you know it just it, you know if I can help one person just a little bit in their yeah. faith walk it, you know that's the important thing and yeah. that's what we're here to to do cuz we exactly. we were told to go make to go make disciples of all nations. Exactly. So yep. Exactly. Yep. So so what um, advice would you like to give someone who had a rough past, a past of that he or she is condemning his or herself. And now I feel like a sinner now. I can't even approach God. I don't, I don't, well, think, yeah. So what, what's your, yeah, what's the your first path? thing I would tell him is, is no matter what you've been through, God loves you and, yeah. and he's always going to love you. Yeah. And, and if you were, you were a victim of trauma, you were a victim. It's not your fault. And then find somebody who can help you through the through all that either mm. professional counselor spiritual counselor spiritual mentor or a combination of both um, and don't be afraid to ask for help because a lot of people think they can go through it by themselves you're not the only person that's going through what you went through um, there's other people and that's my advice to them is seek help and 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 yeah. don't if, if you're a victim just remember you're a victim it wasn't your fault and don't and stop beating yourself up and that's harder that's that's the hardest thing is to, to stop beating yourself up so stop beating yourself up oh, oh, oh. Yep. okay so thank you so very much john that you're the, welcome the moments i tell you so 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 impacting okay so um 
for in case there is anyone listening or that will listen and would like to get a copy of your book can you what's the title again it's broken and redeemed broken broken and redeemed finding freedom through complete surrender um you can get it on my website brokenandredeemed.com amazon it's on amazon it's on kindle it's you know it, it's anywhere books are sold so um it's available anywhere um, books are sold yep yep oh, so okay. barnes and noble any bookstore online everything so okay thank you so very much dad that that awesome this has been great i dare you <laughs> okay so to, <laughs> round up, to round up with is there any other thing you would like to add or say that's sure that. you know i just i'd encourage your listeners you know if they are broken to to remember that that you know seek help go get you know find somebody who can who's a mentor to you and and you can trust and it's going to take a little bit of time it might be hard but but you'll find freedom if you if you really work with it and and stay in the word every day so stay in the word every day yep yep so really uh, thank you so very much and God bless you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I, I can, I, I can yeah. see that it was a blessing for you, and that makes me happy. Yeah, so. seriously. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we can, we should do some other time. So we'll talk more. Or what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. I'd All love right. to. So don't worry. I'll yeah, do just... you and I will be about it. Stop fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank so, you. Thank you so very much. Shalom. Have a blessed day. Yeah, and you do. that was a great one right (laughs) i know right thank you so very much for listening to that podcast it means a whole lot to us i must confess it do means a whole lot to us okay have a request to make yeah i'm gonna ask you for a favor can you drop a review and rate us on apple podcast that's gonna make us know how we are blessing you and that's gonna make us understand how else we can improve to continually impact knowledge to you and others thank you so very much for listening and god bless you shalom